0: I like to do things that are outside the field that people think I work in. People call me sometimes a rock photographer,
1: and I'm so not. For enthusiasts in the fields of music, photography, and the graphic arts, Anton Corbyn needs little introduction. Born in the Netherlands in the mid-1950s, he's one of the most prominent artists of our era. Beginning as a music photographer in his homeland before relocating to London in the late 1970s, Corbyn's work has become instantly recognisable. His portfolio boasts iconic images of David Bowie, Miles Davis, Joy Division, Bruce Springsteen, Tom Waits, PJ Harvey, Anselm Kiefer, and the list goes on. Beyond portraiture, he's played a pivotal role in shaping the visual and creative identity of two of the most significant bands in music history, namely Depeche Mode and U2. His cover artwork for U2 albums The Joshua Tree and Actung Baby stand among the most revered in history. And after many decades as the creative director behind the visual output of Depeche Mode, Corbin still collaborates with the band, designing iconic imagery for their 2023 to 2024 world tour. His creative prowess extends to cinema with acclaimed works such as Joy Division biopic Control, The Americans starring George Clooney and A Most Wanted Man with Philip Seymour Hoffman. In this episode of Angles, we join Anton Corbin as he turns his attention from rock stars, musicians, painters, and legends of cinema, to photographing the Lamborghini Revuelto.
0: We're here in the Dolomites, um, as you can hear by the birds singing, and that's because they have beautiful forests here, and. Um, we wanted to have the car as a balancing out the beauty of the forest with the, the beauty of the car and um, the sophistication and, and the power, you know. Yeah, Lamborghini is a, is a beautiful, sophisticated and chic word, I think. The fact that it's cars, very beautiful cars, it's very attractive, you know. I think that Revuelto car is stunning. I mean, it's sculpture and it moves damn fast. The idea was a little bit to have it like an animal in the forest in the mo- early morning. Roaring, roaring to, g- to go. It's a beautiful surrounding to be in, uh, surrounded by the mountains. I mean, you don't really see it in the picture, although there's something that I use in the photograph that is part of the mountain that, that attracted me to this particular spot. We were here at 4 o'clock, I think, when it was really dark. But beautiful to see the light coming up. And then gradually we got into the light. I think that was correct for the picture. I can't do lighting, so I don't do lighting. I'm really good at recognizing good light, but I find it very hard to make it. So that's that's not my forte. I don't do studio photography, really. So I, 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 I find locations and I make them work for me. And that's what I like about my own photography in a way, is that it's not studio-based. But people come to your place. I make a journey to photograph somebody. So there is. There's a, for me in a the picture there's a lot more. There's the whole trip of the, is, is in my mind, is connected to that image. I use a tripod on this and, and uh, I planned it all. Um, I don't work like this when I photograph people. I'm very influenced by the documentary kind of photography. Generally, don't work on a tripod, always out of my hand. I, I let the situation dictate in a way. Um, and I use the situation for to, to, to my advantage, but I'm very open-minded uh, um, when it comes to taking pictures. And so I kind of arrange things and then let them lose. That's different with this, so you, you have to put the car somewhere and, and then in a place where you want it, and then, you know, walk around it, basically, and, and find bits and pieces that you um, think are outstanding and that you photograph. shot a car from behind. It's so amazing from behind that I felt we had to make that visible. It, it's hard to <clears throat> find cars these days that have a character. They all look the same. So it's, it's nice when you meet a car that, that's different. It's quite a, quite a piece yeah, of uh, car making. Nature is is fantastic to work in. It's very difficult because they tend to take... Oh, nature is usually so beautiful, it takes over. But I think the car was a good balance there. I enjoy driving a car. My parents had a car quite late, but it was a Volkswagen Beetle. We had four kids and we all fit in there. And and I have distinct memories of lying in the back of it, put coats, I think, near the little window, and like looking up and I saw the trees going past. Uh, myself, I, I got a driver's license quite late, when I was 24. It was the same year that I moved to London, and I moved with a car to London. But I had to sell it pretty soon after, because I, I ran out of money. And then it took a few years, and then I had some old cars, you know, like Mercs. But it, it'd be great if you can drive a car that looks beautiful. The first time I properly worked with Depeche Mode was when I was asked to do a a video for a song called Question of Time. And um, the stipulation was that it had to be done in America, and that's the only reason I said yes to it, because I'd never done a video in America then, and I was thinking about road movies. So uh, I managed to work in a a motorbike uh, on those roads. And also in Europe I've taken pictures of people in cars, It it feels natural. I work quite fast, normally, you know, I um, when I lived in Amsterdam, or in the Netherlands, uh, and I went to the photograph these musicians that came to Holland, they were all doing interviews, and every interviewer used to have a photographer, and you would get one or two minutes. So you had to be very fast, so you became very quick in finding a way to shoot somebody in, in circumstances. And I get bored when it takes too long as well now, so if, if I... Um, get a lot of hours to shoot somebody you know I, I usually start with a cup of tea and then and then you know the, to fill a few hours i find difficult you know it, i get bored and i'm, I'm sure the person on the other side of the lens gets bored too i was asked a photograph uh, a singer of a band and um, i thought well he you know he has nice hair so he takes time for the hair for the makeup so uh, we started at 9 o'clock, so it be 11 before outside of the thing. And then we can do a picture there and there and there. And I had my day. But he was done in two minutes. I was like, oh my God. What do we do? So I got him to crisscross illogically throughout Manhattan. So we would lose the most time driving. Because I, I didn't know what to do it all the time with him, you know. Technique is is low on my list, and and I can't say I, I master anything there. People say, well, you you know, you have your style, and I always think style is defined by your inability to do it any other way, and that then becomes your style. So. I, didn't have education in photography. I'm just making do with what I have, but that's in itself interesting that you find ways to make something if you don't have all the possibilities. I learned that from Brian Eno, actually, that, you know, minimize your choices and then become very inventive with the little things you have left. So that's why I used to have just two lenses and a camera, and I would always be able to make a picture somewhere. I started photography in 72, and I moved to England in 79, so and I'd already done album sleeves and everything by that time. I worked for the Dutch equivalent of the enemy, um, and uh, I was able to make all my mistakes there. <laughs> by the time I moved to England, I, I was a bit stronger, especially the, the, the second year that I lived in England, the 1980. I, I took pictures that I felt were really great, like the Bowie picture and the Beefheart picture, and, and Joy Division, all that, yeah. um, in the very early years that I photographed, I had maybe one or two pictures a year that I felt they had something you know i couldn't get get the picture yet that I had in my mind I couldn't make it but it it became better um, in the eighties i I think my pictures are better if I connect um to make photographs that connect to what the people were doing. And Joy Division is a good example of that, where for me the photograph of three people walking away, one looking back, is like a trip to unknown pleasures. So I used their bodies to um, symbolize the music. I think it was uh, not common in England at least, to say the least. And that particular picture nobody wanted to publish. But uh, the band uh, really liked the picture. And they asked me to come um, and photograph them again. Uh, and that was just prior to Ian's passing. And after Ian uh, had died, everybody loved that picture that I did because it looked like a premonition of something. But that's that's what I uh, do with a lot of photographs, where I try to use the people to, s- to symbolize their, their music or their painting or whatever. I still like photographing people who are in the public eye. You will know their work whether it's a painting or a piece of music or whatever, and that's, they have an insight already in the person before you meet them. You know. I went on a trip for five days, I think. I was looking for desert locations, to be honest, and I, I looked in California, and I told Bono about this tree, the, the Joshua tree. He was quite taken by that, and the next morning he came downstairs with the Bible in his hand, and said, Joshua, we have to find this Joshua tree. So we did. And um, that's, that's how the album got its name. And stuff. Now, I'm, I'm very proud of all that work I did with them, And uh, also a lot of the albums that I did with Depeche Mode, because I was I was also the art director for Depeche Mode, so I, I designed everything as well, as, as the photographs. And Bono loved the color stuff I did for Depeche, and that's why Achtung Baby has all that color stuff, because that came via Depeche, in a way. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's fantastic, but you always look at the next, thing, you know. I'm not retiring, I want to make new things. In my own photography, I, I afterwards, that, that is, I made my work into four different periods. The first one was um, looking in from the outside, and the second one was looking in from the inside, and then I was looking out from the inside, and I was looking out from the outside. And that's, that's those four periods. The first period, you know, I'd, I was just doing things. I had no idea where I fitted in or whatever, but I photographed black and white because it's the only thing I could develop myself. And then I find it... A, Stronger and color for myself to express to express myself. I think cameras helped me be more social because you have to approach people, you have to talk to them, and, and to take a picture. So that, that helped me a lot. And then the results helped me again to feel a bit better about myself, a bit stronger, and stuff like that. You know, my influences were probably quite obvious, but you know, I I, I try to develop, I uh, think, and that's why. Um, I like to do things that are outside the field that people think I work in. People call me sometimes a rock photographer and I'm so not. I think my work uh, in the beginning was very brave because nobody liked it. Most people like to look good in pictures and I'm not so so good in that. I had to make people look interesting and also because I had no idea what to do else um, and everybody's a photographer. it's difficult to make your mark in that sense. And, you know, whether people like it or not, that's, that's what you should do. You know, I, I don't work in a, jo- in a nine-to-five job, so I do my thing. And uh, I'm, I'm happy that a lot of people seem to like it. But I would still do it
1: if that was not the case. Thank you for listening to this first episode of Angles, a Lamborghini podcast. New episodes will be coming regularly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube and Lamborghini.com. We hope you can join us for Episode 2, coming very soon.